If you find value in our show and want to help us produce more awesomeness, there are several ways to do so. Go to anchor.fm slash pvotn and help us monetarily and send us a message. We would love to hear from you. Or you can find us at Patreon at patreon.com slash pvotn fandemic. That's capital P-V-O-T-N, lowercase f-a-n-d-e-m-i-c, where levels of awesomeness awaits and a chance to be part of the show. If you can't help monetarily, no biggie. Share the awesomeness on your socials. And don't forget to leave a review. Alright, let's get on with the show. Get your earphones in everybody and everybody hear us out. We are Rob Uten and Brian Dennis. And this is P-V-O-T-N. We've got my dad leveling up your awesomeness. Dropping knowledge of TV, movies, and comics. We've got Brian Dennis flexing his nerd muscles. How you level up your awesomeness? He will solve the puzzle. Just when you thought you've heard it all, a new episode will come along. Won't you like, subscribe, and rate our show? One last thing, leave a five-star review before you go. Oh, yeah! Welcome to Prevenge of the Nerds. This is a podcast about the stories that could have led to your favorite movies, TV shows, and so much more. I'm Bradley Butin, and this is... Brian S. Dennis with the S stands for Flux Capacitor. Oh, Marty, oh, Marty. (laughs) <laughs> and these that's what his mom said <laughs> um that's wrong in more than one way <laughs> uh, come on if leah if leah thompson is your mom you travel back in time it's icky but i'm from the south bro so you may give it a shot like you know eh. yeah you right, know there's an like, episode of futurama that that's actually a thing like fry is also is like great grandfather so they did a Back to the Future spoof where he realized, oh, this is like he doesn't realize till later. It's like his great grandmother. So he actually is his own great grandpa, which that'll mess with your head. That is hilarious. And I must have missed that or forgot all about it. But we will be your guides on your quest to level up your awesomeness. We will nerd out. We will get sidetracked and we're going to have a great time doing it. Now, this is how the show is going to go. First, we're going to cover our topic of the week. We'll discuss, theorize, give our two cents worth, along with a penny for our thoughts. Then we'll go ahead and pitch something awesome and have a tap. But first, Brian. Yes, sir. You know what? I just realized I'm recycling my last week's uh, uh, but first. Uh, Brian, did you know that Master Chief is Sabretooth's brother? Is he really? Yeah. Yes, he is. Pablo and Liam are brothers. Pablo yes. and Liv Shriver are yeah, brothers. Liv, yeah, yes. 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 And which is crazy because he Pablo is being considered as a front runner for the role of Wolverine. That would make perfect sense. And uh, well, you know, depending on the canon you read, there could be some genetic similarities there. So I love that. So now I'm just thinking about. You know, uh, uh, we need to get Pablo to meet Nev Campbell for all the Sidney Prescott stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm just loving that. So I, I, I blanked out that they are siblings. That is a that is you know what you just won PVOTN with that. Did you know that was nice? Nice, thank you, sir. All right, Brian, how has your week been? A week has been well. Uh, check out our war report, but I got to celebrate my niece Carissa's. I graduated from high school. I uh, got to eat uh, a lot. Got to cook a lot, eat a lot, and of course, if I'm at any location, there were all the cocktails. So about <laughs> ready to punch back in on on our Monday morning starting tomorrow, based on this recording, and uh, we shall see. So you know, I, I have a I have a cup on my desk that is uh, everything's fine where the flames are falling behind you. So I cannot wait to experience the fresh hell that we call Monday morning. Well, my Monday is going to be a little bit different this. I week. know. So, <laughs> uh, I uh, I got a I got a meeting with my boss on Wednesday on my um, uh, year end review. 
Sure. And um, other than that, I'm going to just be getting ready for next year. Got some, we got some podcasting stuff going. I got some stuff to figure out. We're going to be upgrading some things. So it's going to be awesome, peoples. Well, you have worked very hard, so enjoy your summer. And for those that work for a living year-round, I wish you nothing but the occasional bout of gout. Uh, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Or at least a really stiff Lego to step on. Yeah, that's fair, too. (laughs) Gotcha. Brian, what are we talking about this week? Well, we're going to talk about your favorite, my favorite, everybody's favorite subject that falls into sci-fi and fantasy because it makes all the sense in the world, time travel. Yeah, I I am surprised it's taken us this long to do a time traveling um, episode. So well, maybe we've done it and we've just not done it yet, you know. Oh, good call, sir. I dig it. So, uh, Brian, <laughs> uh, you got a list. I got a list. Yes. Uh, so let's go. Who do you want to go first? You want to go first? I'll go first if you don't mind. So don't for mind those of you that have not, we've not done a list show in a little bit. So those that are unfamiliar with our list show, whatever the topic is, we have our top five, but then we go through our little string very briefly of honorable mentions. We usually try to hold our honorable mentions to about five as well. Brad, I uh, struggle with that, so I went well past that list for no other reason than the more I thought about time travel, the more shows and movies that popped up. So yeah. Brad and I also never discussed our list, so I'm curious what we, if we have any overlay when it comes to our top five. So I'll get right into it with my HMs, my honorable mentions. And if you're going to talk about time travel, as well as if you're going to use time travel as a twist, and as a plot twist, then you got to start with the OG show movie of this all, which is the original 1968 Planet of the Ace. Damn it, you blew it all up. All right. So sometimes the way we feel about this podcast when we get done, damn it, we need to <laughs> blow it up. All right. So if you've never seen it, it's just a great movie overall. But then that last scene with Heston on the beach, you've got the Statue of Liberty. I mean, that that it almost made my top five just due to that shock factor. But I got some other things that I put in there as well. But got to love that. Um, something that I, I never thought I would say on Revenge of the Nerds, an Ashton Kushner movie that I actually like. So I got to put in Butterfly Effect. Okay. Uh, again, great. Again, also a great ending. Uh, so, th- so Bradley, this is a great hypothetical question. If you twist your own umbilical cord before you're done, is it suicide? I think that's a topic that is highly uh, <laughs> out there. It's a little right thing now. in our country right now, isn't it? All right. Yeah. So before we get a bunch of uh, comments about what do you believe, we're going to move forward. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. So a, a couple of them, I'm not going to get that much into them, though. Ed Tomorrow, I th- it's, it's probably my second or third favorite Tom Cruise movie, Emily Blunt. Just a really great way of die, you know, die tomorrow, come back. Uh, Umbrella Academy, if you've not, it's really because they've got a new season coming up soon. If you've not checked out Umbrella Academy on Netflix, it's a great show. Definitely has a lot of time travel pieces to it. How can we not include Loki? How can we not include Loki? Yeah. Um, if you want to add a little comedy and murder, in uh in and time travel because again those three things go to go together murder time travel and comedy you got to talk about happy death day good good call good call yes x-men days of future past uh i never the only my only beef with days of future past is i don't get how shadow cast sends people into the past i just don't get how elliot page does that um so they need to explain that while not in this the last i got three more really quick this one is on my list for no other reason than I feel so many people love it. It made the list. I have never honestly liked this movie, but Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Got to just put it on there. Other than George Carlin, that's the only thing of those <laughs> movies that I dug. All right. Last two really quickly for my uh, top five. I'll excuse for my honorable mentions. Then I get into my top five, which are. The Time Traveler's Wife, fantastic show. Um, um, just really, again, you got to love it. It's currently on. In fact, I'll just, in honor mentions with this one. When we try to top five, I don't want to go too long. Time Traveler's Wife, great show. Uh, it's currently on HBO. In fact, it premieres. Uh, new episodes come on every Sunday night. That is what I'll be doing once we finish recording. Uh, Theo James, uh, uh, um, uh, Le- Rose Leslie, 
uh, who you may know again from uh, Game of Thrones because she is famous for deflowering one Kit Harrington, uh, who did you know is actually an, an ancestor of the creator of the modern toilet system. So he actually, <laughs> he really is. He really is. He's actually an ancestor of the person that is named after John. All right. That's why we, that's why we use the term John. So time travels wife, great show, uh, romantic fantasy, just very well acted. So check those out. Nice. But those are my, uh, um, um, uh, honorable mentions for all you damn dirty apes out there. And again, if you, <laughs> so if you've never seen the original, uh, uh plan of the apes, you got to check that out. All right. So Brad, you want me to go to my uh, top five? Or do you want to hit your honorable mentions? Uh, you know what? I'm going to hit my honorable mentions and okay. then we'll, we'll uh, do that from there. Okay. I will say um, we have three matching so far. And All right. We have one that are both honorable mentions. Okay. So I'm going to do that one first. That would be Ashton Kuster's Butterfly Effect. Uh, made my honorable mentions along with Avengers Endgame. Um, I put that as an honorable mention just because it was more of a spoof on time travel, but it was still pretty awesome. It wasn't, but it wasn't time travel. It was a time heist. Remember time that. heist. That's right. Time yeah. heist. Yes. Um, I also put the Adam Project, uh, the, the Ryan Reynolds um, and Walker. What uh, I can't think of his last name. Um, movie. Yep. Yep. The Netflix movie. Uh, I also could not make a time, uh, a, a time travel movie show list without the one of the greatest actors that has ever been out there, Jean Claude Van Damme. And put Time Cop on there. <laughs> Which I am so surprised that Time Cop is not a TV show series right now. Yes. I thought that about the one, the Jet Li uh, yeah. movie. I thought that about that one as well. Like, the, I think both of those could be reworked and done a series. I think they would both work really well. And sci fi, you can hire us any, anytime. We're game. Because we know you're listening. That's right. Uh, and then uh, I have. 12 monkeys the bruce willis movie love absolutely love that movie so much uh let's see here one two three four and uh yeah there's my five i almost put in 12 monkeys but i ran into the issue of i i like the movie better than the show Mm-hmm. Uh, the series, but in you lo- you say Bruce Willis, I go that is such a Brad Pitt movie for me, but I really enjoy it. I mean, I just, right. I just really enjoy it. Period. Uh, it didn't quite make it, but in retrospect, I may would have added some Twelve Monkeys on there and Time Cop. I mean, come on, I just feel like I am not a fan of cinema, but the fact I miss a John Claude Van Damme classic again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and we've not we're not need to talk enough about blood sport in our podcast. We need to we gotta we gotta break. We, we may have to do a Jean Claude. You know, we we talked about the, the great works of some African American actors back in February. We may have to bring in the Brussels from Muscle. No, the Muscles from Brussels uh, for that. Talk about his uh, filmography because it is widely ranged. Like, he never plays a redundant character. Never, never, never. never. No. Uh-huh. The subtleties, the range of one. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme is that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, he's an underrated martial artist as well. He really um, is. You know, I it, wouldn't mess with him in a fight. Heck no. Rob Van Damme would, though. Mm. I, think I, I think we may have more fun after hours with Rob Van Damme than Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme. But, uh, you know, by yeah. the way, it's not Van. It's not Rob Van Damme, sir. It is Rob, Rob Van Damme. Damn, if you're gonna do it, gotta do it right. That's yes. right. So um he Rob Van Dam is like one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Yes. And uh w- this is several years ago. We went to a WWE thing here in Des Moines and I bought a Rob Van Dam shirt. Sure. And you know, my I think Anna, I think, found it, and that is now her favorite like uh pajama shirt. And if you know, you know that I have a daughter who is very, very against swearing, and yes. it says damn on the shirt. And so, you know, she freaks out. <laughs> but however, yeah. it is not D A M N, it is D A M M E. That is yes. correct. Yes. So. And don't forget, Rob Dam Van Dam is one of a kind and the whole effing show. A freaking man. A you know, Brad, I am shocked as much fans as we are, at least good professional wrestling. Yeah. We've not done a pro wrestling sh- episode. We may have to run into one of those. Um, I, Pretty sure that should happen next week. 
<laughs> we, I, you know, this, by the way, folks, it may not sound like we like we don't prepare <laughs> or 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 plan out our podcast. We really do. It's just in the middle of recording one or streaming yeah. one, we come with a better idea. You yeah, know, let's not do that. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. We, we would try to do a breakfast food episode for like two and a half months. Yeah. Then we get like a wild hair. <laughs> we should really talk about yeah, <laughs> wrestling. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. down, brother. I'm totally down. All, All right. right. Uh, what's, what's your what's your top five? My top five. Okay, here we go. So let me grab my handy dandy list out here. All right. So starting off, I got to start off with a television show. This is a uh, Netflix show. Uh, I think really underrated. Uh, it's really if you're into sci-fi, if you're into this multiple. Uh, storylines and intrigue and all this fun stuff. And this is if you're going to do a time a, t- a time travel series. This is a really unique way of doing it, which is the Travelers. Um, so, in it, yeah. So the the and again, just a brief overview of the Travelers. What happens is that what from the future, in order to save our future world, uh, individuals are able to send their consciousness into the past. So they enter the consciousness of people at the very moment of their death so someone comes into the future and in the process of them basically overriding your consciousness with their own they do kill you but they make it make sense from a morality standpoint is that they do it at a time that you would already have died in your original timeline one of the best parts of the traveler shows is that they take a big social media piece in it because that's where they get what they call the historical records from uh and many times those are inaccurate um, so you see people having to learn as they go. So great show. I believe it was three seasons yeah. on Netflix. You can stream it anytime. Just an overall great show. Yeah, I forgot um, all about that. Good call. This one to bring out the sensitive side of Brian Ooh. is a great romantic movie, not The Time Traveler's Wife, about time travel, which is about time. Um, if you've never seen About Time, it is that you have a, a uh, uh, the males of a certain family have the ability to travel through time, and you see this one very young British guy that's trying to get it right, mm-hmm. trying to get it right. It does time travel. Most time travel is we're trying to save the world or fix uh, or make right what once went wrong. Uh, that's like him for one of my other choices. <laughs> uh, this was just this guy that's trying to make it work out, trying to make his marriage work. That's all he's trying to make his marriage work. Yeah. So I love so much about that. It's very well uh, acted. <clears throat> Uh, number three, um, an entire series of movies involving time travel. I pick what I think is the best of the bunch, which is the Terminator films, and I went with Terminator Judgment Day. Um, I just think if you're going to talk Terminator, while the original is really, really good, I think the sequel is so much better. Um, uh, the choice and how to handle the Terminator, uh, the bat, both the the Schwarzenegger character as well as the Robert Patrick. Uh, villain, oh, as I like to call him now, White Dragon. So that is all he will ever be <laughs> to me going forward is the White Dragon. Uh, and just well acted, lots of great action. Uh, uh, Linda Hamilton doing her very best. And thanks to that lovely divorce from uh, uh, Mr. James Cameron that they didn't have a prenup, made her a lot of money. Good, <laughs> good for you, girl. Make it happen, Linda. All right. So, last two. Brad, I get a feeling that these two are on both of our lists. I'm going to cure if they are in the same spot. They're both television. Well, one's a television show. Really was one of those really impactful shows for me from my childhood. Because, again, uh, I starred a scientist who was cast back in time when an experiment malfunctioned. His sole goal was to put right what once went wrong, and that is Quantum Leap. Uh, Absolutely the best time travel series that I think there's ever been uh, just Scott Bakula at his absolute best, jumping for, into a person after person, what all great, especially uh, uh, late 80s, early 90s television, when our dramas did, they were episodic, they were serial, you kind of had to see pre episodes to make it sense, uh, and always kept it fresh, this was just a great way uh, really explain a lot of social issues, because uh, he would jump into persons of color, women, people with disabilities, uh, he could just travel throughout his entire lifetime, including running into his younger self and mm-hmm. honestly helping out his best friend, Al. So I just really, really have always loved Quantum Leap. Uh, it's still one of my absolute favorite television shows. And, you know, maybe for Father's Day, I'll get the box set. All right. Very last cool. Up, last up. And again, 
if you're going to talk time travel, especially since we're both kids of the 80s and 90s, don't talk about that show that's captured, that movie that captured imagination, <laughs> that movie that actually set up the rules for so many others, including Endgame <laughs> yes, and the yes. time heist. Nothing better watching Tony. By the way, they have got to give us some shorts, real quick tangent. They've got to give us some shorts somewhere of while they were in the process of creating the time travel machine for the time heist, they got to give us some shorts with just Robert Downey Jr. and Paul Rudd as Tony Stark and uh, Scott Lang. Because those little moments where they had to uh, interact with just yeah. fantastic. They've get, they, Marvel's done a great job with some of those one shots. I would love some uh, uh, Iron Man, Ant-Man mm-hmm. discussions. All right. That being said, uh, drum roll, please. My number one uh, gave us you know, gave us the it gave us action, adventure, love, and a little hint of incest, and that's what we need in the eighties. The original Back to the Future, the best time travel movie slash series that it, I have ever seen. That is number one on my list, sir. I can tell you that I only have one that's not one different than you. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We've done this a couple of times. And again, we do not plan these. So, yes. So, my number five is one that should have followed the source material and used Shadow Cat, but instead used Wolverine, X Men Days of Future Past. And I think we are getting a guest. Hello. This is Leia. Have arrived. Do you want to talk to Brian for a minute there? Hi. Hey, Leia. Hi, what Princess. is. Uh, he says hi. What uh, can you hear him? No. Oh, yeah, because I got my headphones on. Um, so what is your favorite movie about time travel? The show that you showed me. Um, and Anna, and it was about this kid traveling through time to go see his dad. All right, excellent. <laughs> All right, kiddo, why don't you see, uh, tell Brian we'll talk to you later, right, buddy? Go ahead. Bye, Brian, Dennis. Ooh, my teeth look white in there. <laughs> All right, kiddo. All right, I love you. Your teeth look white. <laughs> they do look very white, by the way. They yeah. really do. Okay, yeah. and I totally get her checking them out. Okay. Right. When in doubt, look at your pretty white teeth. Okay, Princess Leia, that Definitely. is fantastic. My All birthday right. didn't last than two weeks. Yep, your we actually we already talked about your birthday earlier in the war report. Can you ask her what she would like? What would you like for your birthday? Gotcha. And from <laughs> oh my! So back to the time travel. My number five was that we said was X Men: Days of Future Past. Sure. Uh, you know, Wolverine was just so good in that. Um, Good call. Good. I, I, I love the comic. The movie adaption is pretty good. We got our first uh, look at Bishop, yep. which, you know, I was severely underused. Far too brief. Far, yep. far too brief. Yep. So we'll leave that at one of that. Now, my number four is a little show, a movie that they've been several and a show, I guess, really. Terminator. James yes. Cameron at his best. Uh, Terminator. Uh, Terminator 2 specifically because that is the absolute best out of all of them. Yes. Um, Terminator. No, there's nothing wrong with Kyle Reese in Terminator 1, you know, but Terminator 2, by far best in the franchise. By the way, I just remember being a kid and they had they, the ad campaign. And, you know, not that we should all be shills for good marketing, but we're shills for good marketing. And the ad campaign for that was also just so great yeah. that it made you just want to go see it. The Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. uh, song. I mean, all these things that just made it fantastic. Uh, the future for some of the actors has not gone so well. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? They, hey. The, the dysfunction that started for them based on a lot of affluence and parties is still okay with me because we got a really good movie out of it. So it Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we, we already paid them to entertain us and they entertained us. So, <laughs> uh, Edward, I mean, he tried to be the crow. That didn't yes. work out very well for him. Right. We, we are definitely need to update a crow. We definitely need to update a crow. Yep. Um, that is on its way, actually. It is being directed 
Oh man, I forgot who. Um, same like, so the director John Wick is going to be okay. helming the crow. So right, maybe we'll get some gung fu in the crow. All right, yes. Which is a good place for it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Brian, my number three is a movie that didn't make your list, and it has. Uh, oh my gosh, I get my my mind is blanking on the on the main actor. Uh, the time machine oh guy pierce guy pierce thank you very yes. much i was gonna make my iron man 3 reference there and it just didn't work but anyway yeah don't don't by the way the less said about <laughs> him and iron man 3 the, <laughs> the better okay he he was it, he we, we we've actually unpacked the problem with iron man 3 multiple times as well as marvel uh <laughs> yeah. between uh all hell the king and uh the ten rings <laughs> Uh, movie uh, uh, Shang-Chi and the, and the Legend of the Ten Rings. They've done their best to apologize for <laughs> for, a, for a couple of missteps with that. But yes, uh, Guy Pierce, who I am the Mandarin. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that should have been the re- that should have been the re- that should have been Tony's response right there. No, 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 you're not. Go get Ben Kingsley. Really, just, just go get that guy. Right, right. Okay, like for real. So, but yes, yeah. all right. So nobody was mad about the casting of Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. Yes, and the with voice, it. like what? Now they've taken Trevor again, tangent, yeah, folks. Right. They've done a lot to recoup the Trevor character. Right, just means you can give Ben Kingsley a bunch of poo. He's gonna make it work for him. Right. But it's also like this is one the biggest letdown ever in a movie for me. At least of the MCU, it's like, wait, what? Yeah, no, 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 and. The the whole, you know what? Hey, I had this thing figured. By the way, if you are a scientist and you work with Tony Stark, that's what you want him to point out. Hey, I had I almost completely figured out ten years ago when I was drunk. So <laughs> I, <laughs> we'll we'll be fine from here. We'll be absolutely fine from here. We got this. We got this. Yeah, um, I'm gonna make a solemn vow to never be Iron Man again until they need me to go to Sokovia. Then I'm out. Yeah. Right. Right. Here you go. <laughs> oh man. All right. So. Brian, that leaves just two. Yes, and sir. One. Yes. They are the exact same. My number two is Quantum Leap. Sam, now, uh, uh, man, uh, Ziggy, yes, the whole shebang. You know, there's not much you can. There's not much I can add to what you said about Quantum Leap, except that it is one of the greatest television shows that has ever been made exactly um it still holds up very um, much so you know the the nbc figured out a way to tell these great stories with great people from different mm-hmm. perspectives yep and they did it the right way absolutely and man uh, as far as like uh, for shows that came on like abc cbs nbc you know you got a couple that are going to be concreted in, in you know in infamy uh, ncis is another show that's going to yep. be you know yep. stay on the test yep. of time and they better bring michael weatherly into that next year and if, no kidding i mean come on bull's done bull Fire was him. not bad i would have not let i would not have i I would have not allowed NCIS for 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 what Bull was. I mean, I I actually enjoy Bull. Yeah, but come on, he's Denozo. Okay, that's who he is. Right. Yes, absolutely. I mean, for a show that's based on Doctor Phil, you know, a little bit. Yeah, it's like uh, by the way, you know, Michael. You know, Doctor Phil thinks he looks like Michael Weatherly. Like right. he completely thinks that's what he looks like in the mirror. Like there's that. There's I'm- totally that. And you know, I mean, good for him because you know, when I when I look at the mirror, I, I I'm pretty sure I look a little bit different than I. <laughs> well, it's it's for, it doesn't hurt when Oprah is your patron, you know. What I'm saying? Right. So it's like, yeah. yeah. By the way, Oprah, if you're looking for someone else to support, we will take you. We will gladly take your money. Um, yeah. The one thing that I wanted to mention also with Charlie talking about how great of a show it was, you took a show that went from him solving everyday issues working on issues again that had a lot of cultural impact like segregation uh so it, to him again doing things such as a saving a person's marriage here and there to literally an episode where he fought the devil okay yeah. and every episode no matter which it was including fighting satan you go eh, yeah you know what i'm calling right. sam i'm calling right. sam beckett all right come on over here um uh, oh. so um uh and i just and it had one of the best also endings yeah. uh, where, you know, and again, for those who have never seen the show, 
uh, um, uh, go out and watch it. That how, but the way they answer the question, will he ever get home? Which they actually do answer uh, in the final episode. Again, for anyone who has not seen the show, at least seen the last maybe season of it, we won't spoil that for mm-hmm. you. But for another reason, it also gives you the, an answer to those things that sometimes are left with hanging questions for series. So again, Cronin was just fantastic. Are you looking forward to the reboot? Yes. Me too. I'm looking forward to it until I don't. And I, what I mean by that mm-hmm. is I always want to give reboots and retellings um, a chance until they prove me right that right. about half of them. If you yeah. Speaking of it, when you watch the reboot of MacGyver, what, why? Uh, Magnum P.I., huh? You know, uh, Knight Rider. That was a great idea. So yeah. uh, as long as they keep M. Night Shyamalan away from reboots, we're good. We'll, we'll be able to give it a shot. All right. Have you seen the movie Old? I started it. Couldn't it? Couldn't keep my interest. Okay, because I keep on like it, it's on HBO right now, yep. and I keep yep. on wondering. And I'm like, is this just your normal M Night Shyamalan, or is this gonna or like it's, you know? Here's how it feels. It feels like once once the creepy stuff starts happening, it'll be good. But you're really okay. The best way to, to compare it to was what I forget the name of the most recent Matrix movie. But you really wanted him to be in the Matrix yeah. and start doing, you know, the martial arts and all that sort of stuff. All of the Matrix was built on. You know, you know what the movie is going to be about. It takes so long to get there. It really gets hard to hold your interest. That was my perspective. Like, can we can we get there? Yeah, give us character development once we start seeing the creepy stuff. So, cool. um, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, next time I'm super bored, maybe I'll I'll give that. That's, one a that shot. is a totally I'm a super bored movie watch. That's exactly what it is. All right. So if my number two was Quantum Leap. My number one is the greatest of all time travel movies. Back to the future. 88 miles per hour. That's just yes, man. Uh, if there's some a couple of things that Back to the Future ever taught us, we all wanted a DeLorean. Absolutely, you I know. still for anyone that ever owned a DeLorean. Yeah. is my yeah. understanding. Yes, <laughs> yeah. The purpose of a car that looked really cool, you never wanted to own the dang thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I went through more than one VHS. Uh, taste yes. of, of I yes. think of Back to the Future three was probably my favorite one. Really, even more than the first. You know, I was I love I've always loved westerns. I, um, I get that. I gotta admit, ZZ Top also kind of helped. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, that that was kind of the cool thing. I'm like, all right. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, I mean, it, it, this just the series. There's so many quotable things. You know, when Doc's in the bar mm-hmm. or the saloon in three, and they're like, "How many did he have?" As he passes out, they go one, and Marty goes one. You know, uh, calls himself Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, all the things about you calling me yellow or a chicken. Um, and then um, you've got two. I will say two definitely is the, and I actually can watch two over and over again. It's not mm-hmm. a bad movie. Of the three, two is probably the least yeah. awesome of the of the three. I still default to number one just because you've got Ine going, you know, the minute into the future. Again, Dot yelling 88 miles per hour. And probably in today's world, it's it's culturally incentive to say this. But when I was a kid, I used to, anyone that I wanted to mess with, I would just run up to them and go, it's the Libyans! And just run away. <laughs> <laughs> Not to anyone. Please, no one go out and just yell if you say, hey, it's the Libyans, as like they're scary people. We don't need that kind of energy in the world. But that was, hey, okay, so I think when Bad the Future came out, I think it came out in 88. So I was 12. And, and I would run do, around go, and, and if I you do like, do that, yeah. Make sure you're yelling that to people that are our age so we get yes. it. Yes. Yeah, so we get some, ah, I get the <laughs> reference. Yeah. Um, you might just probably, make a new friend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and remember, uh, and this may be kind of tagline for uh, this show. You know, you're not ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. So, yes. Yes. Oh, man. That's so good. So, Brian, let me ask you this. Yes. Should they reboot Back to the Future? Wow, that's a tough one. Because I, because the whole, so this always comes up whenever you do a reboot. Do you do a shot for shot reboot or do you try and do a retelling? I can't see how you do that movie shot for shot 
and it'd be better than what it has because no one it's not because and, and i mean i mean this is a, is a great thing yeah the actors are still alive they're still with us you know christopher yeah. lloyd michael j fox leah thompson they're also who by the way leah thompson was only uh, uh oh and um shoot i forgot who played jennifer because it's two different actors now i'm blanking on both their names mm-hmm. but the core of the crux the core of the cast is still there yeah um so it's hard to read to redo that when those folks are still there uh the other piece of it is i don't see how you retell it better than you've already done it like well quantum leap i think we're at a time that if you take it you know when the person's lifetime there's been enough time passed that new things mm-hmm. would have happened you can integrate things. i don't know this obviously but you can integrate things like 9 11 yeah. into a new quantum leap versus we're back to the future we kind of, similar to after why you quit telling Spider-Man and Batman's origin stories mm-hmm. because we all know it. Similar to Back to the Future, we kind of know this. So, is there space for us to do it in a way that's entertaining for people? Yeah, I'm with you. I think you leave Back to the Future alone. I mean, I, I think I mean with time travel stuff, you you can take the best parts of Back to the Future and make your sure. own thing. You know, right, and, right. And, and I mean, how many stories? I, I bet you every one of those stories that we talked about today. There's a piece of Back to the Future in it, so I mean, oh goodness, yes, you know, so yes, I mean, I, mean, I, I was <laughs> being a little tongue in cheek when I talk about how Iron Man looks at Ant Man and goes, "Are you basing this on Back to the Future?" And I, and honestly, um, um, when I and I think Warman does a scene with a War Machine, even talking about that, uh, but truthfully, um, um, it is such. If I was, if if I had an opportunity to travel through time. That's exactly where I'm drawing. Like, well, here's the rules when we go back in time. It's back to the future. Because they also kind of make sense. Yeah. Kinda like if it, so kinda like if I ever build artificial technology, I'm bringing the Asimov's three rules. I'm bringing, in, I'm bringing the back to the future rules if I travel backwards in time. So I'm not going to meet my own self and absolutely cause myself not to be born or something. So uh, I don't know how you redo that any better than you've already done it so but it is such a great one real quick story with back to the future um of how how awesome that movie was for me so um uh chris mcglover who plays uh marty mcfly's dad um in that plays a you know he plays both an older self and a younger self well a few years later i saw him as, as the thin man in the Charlie's Angels movies, the first one especially, where he's got mm-hmm. a, and and I remember thinking, oh wow, they did such a great job of making him look so young <laughs> in in the in the uh, in the Charlie's Angels, and it never occurred to me the makeup job from Back to the Future wasn't that they made the I, in my head he was really the age. Of Marty's dad, and they somehow made him look younger when he goes in the past versus going. No, he's really the young Crispin Glover who they aged up to play Marty's dad. Yeah. And it hit me when I saw Charlie's Angels. Go wait, maybe he's really not like at this point. He'd be like sixty years old, huh? So that's a little side to Brian again for a time travel show. I don't know how time works. There it is. Awesome. I love it, man. Well, there is our list of our best and favorite time travel. So put on your thinking caps, check out the movies and the shows that you haven't and enjoy. <clears throat> now we're going to go right into my pitch and uh, my pitch for today, Brian, it's a little bit, it's called Memorial Day. All right. Very timely. Okay. You know, because we're talking about time travel, I wanted to do something that has to do with time. And so my pitch is that this starts a movie that starts out in, in a war and um, a guy dies and, you know, you get a letter. The, the, the letter comes. There's a letter that comes home and re- the wife reads it. She has this baby. The baby was born on the exact day that this guy died. And. Uh, then, you know, life happens and it's a, it's all about coming of age uh, story with the mom raising this daughter. And then at certain parts of this kid's life, these things happen uh, like the father was there. Uh, so uh, communion, there's there's flowers. So, you know, and, and all these different things. So there's always these pebbles of the, the man who died at war. Sure. And. You know, for years and years and years, 
they don't know what this is. It's not the mom. They don't, they have no idea what's going on. And so come to find out the big twist is that when this man died, he died saving a life. And it was the person that's that's life he saved went back and throughout and moved to his hometown because he didn't have a good family life. Sure. And he put down his roots, but never felt like he could go and be part of that family. Never, never could muster up the courage to go talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. But throughout her entire life, he has been there. So, um, you know, that's my kind of was Memorial Day the other day. And I was thinking about my military time and things like that. And uh, wanted to kind of pitch something that's uh, maybe not super uh, actiony or superhero-y, but uh, something that uh, I think would be a good tearjerker. I love that. And it definitely inspired the pitch I'm going to bring next week. So um, I like the idea of doing the Memorial Day. And you know what? It doesn't always have to be, you know, we're not Michael Bay. We don't have to blow up everything. Um, uh, we don't, or Joel Schumacher. I, you know, I just want, I think, just again, another tangent. I want Michael Bay and Joel Schumacher to create like, like almost like a turns of endearment. Now, I want to, I know what I want. I want Joel, I just want Joel Schumacher and Michael Bay to remake Cocoon. Like, I just want to see what happens there. Like, <laughs> oh, does Joel Schumacher even do make movies anymore? I don't think so. But I just want people who know who like to blow things up to go, hey, let's take a bunch of elderly folks, put them in. I mean, at this point, the cocoons are actually probably transformed into robots who are trying to take over the earth. Um, you know, uh, it'd be all those sorts of things. But I really, I, but I do like your, your, your pitch. Memorial Day, and I think anything that gets us into the feelings. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, as you mentioned on our other show, uh, finishing up uh, "This Is Us" um, is fantastic. I really enjoyed this. I got to catch up on the ending of it. But every time I see Sterling K. Brown, I just go uh, Wakanda forever. Mm-hmm. By the way, have you have you seen his movie with Jodie Foster? The um, shoots the hotel movie, and I can't think of the name of it right now. Saving my life. Is it Hotel Artemis? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a- that's yes. a great movie. He he's got some some action chops in, in there. He really he really does. He really does. So I would love to see him. Maybe now that the show is wrapped, um, he'll have those opportunities to do some additional things. And you know, part of me really hopes that when Black Panther two hits the theaters, mm-hmm. we get a piece of him in something. So yeah. um, maybe we'll get a little something, something there. He's, yeah, super underrated actor, especially now that This Is Us is done. I hope yes. he does jump, make that jump to movies. I mean, I just checked. Joel Schumacher actually died in 2020. So R&P. Oh, Joel wow. Well, R.I.P. to Joel Schumacher. Uh, you know, thank you for um, Batman Forever. Yes, yes, yes. And the only thing they could have made Batman for, well, many things could have salvaged Batman Forever. But if we we're going to really salvage Batman Forever, they should have not only given us a bat suit without the nipples, but they should have recast Alfred to, as the one, the only, the only person who could have saved Batman forever. And that is Samuel Jackson, <laughs> where the L stands for. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? He, I'm tired of these MF and Bass's MF and Cave. Like that would be. <laughs> you know, I dig that. I, I I think it would be fantastic. I man, so d- did you watch Platonomy? Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the last uh, his show on Apple, Platonomy Phil or something like that. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, it's good. It's really good. Okay. Um, All right, I, man. You know what? I, I meant to put it on the war report a few weeks ago, and I never did. Uh, but uh, but yeah, j- definitely check it out. I want to check that out. It's it's definitely drama. I mean, it he it's some sure. re- he's really good acting uh, yes. in it, but. Um, I could he would make a really good like Alfred type. Yes, and Alfred, he that really that mentor piece. So I don't see other than I don't see Samuel Jack calling anybody Master Bruce. That's the only thing I'm saying. I don't see Sam. But if you but if you but if they refat if they recast, you know, with um, just, he can be there Lucius it is, Fox. Lucius Fox is where I was going. Yeah. Uh it, it'd be fantastic because he's basically just Nick Fury, you know, just right. comes in the smooth as hell, just like here's how you solve this, here's your tech. 
you know, um, and then, you know, he can also be mentoring his kid. So that would just be fantastic. So yeah, no, no, no Master Wayne, no Master Bruce stuff from Samuel Jasper. He would make some kick-ass weapons for you to go out there. So, and so this is it. So if you're listening, we know you are. Will you make the will you make the secret to the Batman? And we know the villain's gonna be hush. We know the villain's gonna be hush. You already spoiled that. That's fine. We're good with that. You gotta introduce Lucius Fox, and Lucius Fox has to be played by Samuel Jackson. And, all right, that's it. That's all. And if you don't give us that, we're rioting. And Disney, if you do get an Obi-Wan season two, you better figure out a way to get Mace Windu in there. Could you? <laughs> I'm sorry, just to play it out for comedy. While he's trying to commune with Qui-Gon, if May shows up and he goes, no, no, you it's like you knocked on the wrong porch ghost door. Like, uh, wait, no, no, no. Kind of like when people are, people say they're mediums, they do things yeah. using Ouija boards. Darn it, we dialed the wrong number. I, not, not you, Mace. And then you hear Joe just before he disappears, mother, and then he goes away. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, awesome. that's what we need. That's what we need. We absolutely do need that. All right, Brian, are you, I'm ready for my riddle. All right, sir. I am excited to give it to you. So for those of you that are new to the riddles or just want us to review the riddle rules. All right. So when we do a riddle, me this, uh, what, what I would do is I will read the riddle as many times as Bradley would like me to read it. But at the end of the day, he gets three hints and three uh, guesses to see if he can figure this out. So he has not missed one of these in quite a while. So uh, I called myself trying to make this a little tougher, but still think it's solvable. I bet you're going to get it. But I am curious, though. So when you're ready, I'm ready to go. Bring it. Okay. Before I start, because I meant to say this earlier, I actually wrote two versions of the riddle. So I have a stanza that goes along with that I've not added. So I'll tell you what, if you don't get it by like your second guess, I'm going to add the longer version and see if you can get it by your third, but only if you don't get it the first two tries. All right, so here we go. My ancestors are knights, fishers, and men of port. My pursuit of law is mere sport. I sing in the rain and surf through feelings. Political complexities are my daily dealings. I'm married, but yet alone, the mother of a clock. Forests and stars are where I hold my stock. Four parents, one sibling, my family continues to grow. When chosen to lead, I simply respond, I know. I'm going to go straight to the guests. Go I'm for it. Guess Harrison Ford. Wrong. Ooh, I know. Threw me in there. Okay, give it, give it to me one more time. All right. My ancestors are knights, fishers, and men of port. My pursuit of the law is mere sport. I sing in the rain and surf through feelings. Political complexities are my daily dealings. I'm married, but yet alone, the mother of a clock. Forests and stars are where I hold my stock. Four parents, one sibling. My family continues to grow. When chosen to lead, I simply respond, I know. All right. Is this a real person? No. Is this somebody from Star Wars? Yes. Is it Han Solo? No. Okay. All right, so now I'm going to read it, but I'm going to add in the additional stanza. Okay. Are you ready? And it I'm comes ready. at the beginning, so it's going to be really clear where it is. All right. All right. From cinnamon bonds to eating my cousin's lunch, my empirical greatness is more than a hunch. My ancestors are knights, fishers, and men of port. My pursuit of the law is mere sport. I sing in the rain and surf through feelings. Political complexities are my daily dealings. I'm married, but yet alone, the mother of a clock. Forests and stars are where I hold my stock. Four siblings, I'm sorry, four parents, one sibling. My family continues to grow. When chosen to lead, I simply respond, I know. Okay. Could be talking about Luke or Leia. I've got one guess left. 
You do. All right. I'm going to go for Leia. Princess Leia Organa. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, Thank sir. Because in the series, not only does Han go, I know, but when he's rescued, what does she say to Han? I know. I know. So let's run it through for people. I'll do, I'll do the longer version. Cinnamon bun, cinnamon buns, which yep. is the code name for her hairstyle. Her hair, yep. And from the new series, she destroys her cousin. So she definitely eats his lunch. Uh, her empirical greatness. So her ancestors. So think about the people who played versions of her mother, or Padme. So you had Kira Knightley. Oh, had, there we go. You know. Okay. Uh, okay. And then men of port, Natalie Portman. All right. Yep. Pursue the law is mere sport. She's a political figure. She's a legal figure. She sings in the rain. Her mom was the star of singing in the rain. Her, I'm sorry, Carrie Fisher's mom was star yeah. of singing in the rain. She th- the young princess Leia definitely navigating people's feelings, search of feelings. The political, my daily green. And so the last piece would be a married. I'm married yet. I'm married, but yet alone. So what is Han's last name? Solo. There it is. And uh, mother of a clock, what's Ben's first name? I mean, what's her son's first name? Ben, ben. Big Ben. And then the Forest of Endor and the Stars, because it's Star Wars, are where she holds stock. And as always, four parents, because she has her two parents. Uh, she has the, she has Padme and Anakin, as well as the Organa. She has the one sibling. Uh, and then, again, back to the ending again is i know so nice job sir nice thank job. you and it's apropos that your daughter's wearing a princess leia shirt as well so i was like if he doesn't get <laughs> princess leia he's gonna kick himself he's yes. got a princess so your daughter's name princess leia, who she's also wearing a princess leia shirt and you have a tat of princess leia like dude yeah yeah all right yeah. yes yes <laughs> uh and we may have made it all the way through uh prevenge without talking about obi-wan and all i'll say about it is it's freaking amazing watch it the new, my new favorite villain in Star Wars is Third Sister. Dude, um, yeah, let's talk about that for a quick second, man, because, um, dude, Star Wars has some really stupid, flipping, yes, um, toxic fandom. Yes, guys, I was wondering guys, if that was going to come up. Yes, man, come on, man. Like, just it, go watch the Christmas special or something. Yes, um, First off, let's okay. Couple things. Number one, you don't gotta watch it. Yeah. Number two, it's all fantasy. Number three, again, how toxic, sad, lonely are you to draw issues with with this character? It just boggles the mind. It really is. It's disturbing. The the hate that the actress and the character. It's really the actress, but then yeah. the character, and the actress get. For let's call it what it is for very obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, why she is disliked, which is really just really sad. It's really sad. Man, she's a great actress too. I mean, I've seen a couple of other things. And she's good. Yes. And, so if, and, and honestly, I don't know what they're complaining about. I think she's great in the series so far. Absolutely. And if and I'm sorry if you got a problem with Reva's skin color, then yeah. you obviously have a problem with with freaking Lando Calrissian, and he's the yeah. coolest cat ever. And you got a problem with freaking Darth Vader. So thank you. Because let's remember Darth Vader, who you all probably think is so cool. He's what a Sith should be. Let's remember the reason that all of us like Darth is that voice, who's played by James Earl Jones, a freaking black man. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, uh, by the way, if you got a problem with that, also kind of pull back your love for the Lion King because you know, Ufasa. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, if we're really going to keep this going, we just go the, the coolest voice in all of history. Um, yeah. Is, is, yeah. So, and by the way, a sh- one of the quickest things that proves you're a racist is that you just scream at the top of your lungs that you're not a racist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like people go, hey, no disrespect. Oh, what, whatever you're going to say <laughs> is like the most disrespectful thing I'm going to hear today. So, you know, give us more third sister. Have her make it through the series. You know what? I want, and knowing, by the way, remember this if you don't know anything else about George Lucas, he's married to a black woman. So, if you've, if you've enjoyed other things that Lucas has put out, how do you know his wife isn't helping come with some of these ideas? <laughs> so, right. there it is. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. down with the hate, more with the love, and I absolutely adore the third sister character. Yeah, it, yeah, man, I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, dude, 
I'm a 42 year old man. I, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I, you know, I come from a small town in Iowa and uh, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even meet my first black person until I was junior in high school. Okay. And you know what? When I went in the military, my best friends, we were all, we were all brothers. It didn't freaking matter. And you know yep. what? Maybe yep. that's what we need. Maybe, maybe your goal we, need to, your goal is to get freaking home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and gosh, it just, I something, especially when it's something that you like so much when you yeah. love something like star yeah. Wars and you got people, these idiots and you're just like, guys, you're missing the point. They're the, the same way as star Trek. You're missing the point guys. And yeah. Like, this, and I like what they're doing with star Trek and star Wars. These are these, at least in the U S these are the big names and big guns when it comes to American science fiction and star Wars yeah. and star Trek. And historically, and there's all there and there's star Trek, which is, been the more socially conscious of the two series um, overall has been the lack of representation of people of color just in their characters. You know, when you look at mm-hmm. the original, again, episodes four, five, and six, you had one person of color that was a prominent character, and that was Lana Calrissian. Yeah. Um, when you look at, you know, episodes seven, eight, and nine, there was not a lot more. Uh, representation there and one of the things that was on while star trek was again talked a lot about social issues again the show came out in the late 60s and has always been a thing throughout the series it took into the third series to have a prominent leader the african-american and captain well at the beginning commander cisco they got heat for that like wait wait why is the when it's the brother he's a commander not a captain mm-hmm. and then secondarily um person of color when they've been in star trek shows have typically been some type of non-human entities such as always be the Klingons, uh yeah. uh LaForge always with the visor. Uh the Rhymelands are often have played by a person of color. They've even got heat not to go too far of a tangent or to make our show too serious, mm. but they got a lot of of uh, heat, which they should have from the characterization of the Ferengi. Uh because playing to a lot of tropes when it comes to stereotypes of persons being of Jewish descent, including every character cast as a Ferengi, at least a prominent Fringy character in the show is of Jewish descent. Wow. So it goes to the idea of, of wait a minute, uh, tight with money and all these other things, and they're now played by people who are Jewish and, you know, and, and all those things. So, you know, science fiction is meant to be a mirror yeah. uh, to our society, and that mirror doesn't always look like you. It's supposed to look like us all. By the way, and if, and if you think that in the future there's no black people, you got you. And by the way, Star Trek's in the. I saw some people like this is supposed to be about the future. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, because that whole long, long time ago means in the past. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, I'm glad you brought it up um, um, because we need to be aware of those things. But please, please, please watch the show. Obi Wan is a great show. Mm-hmm. And again, give all the love to a really good villain because as a villain, you, you're not supposed to be sympathetic. Darth Vader was cool. Yeah. Okay. After a while, we all kind of rooted for Darth. Um, but she is a proper villain. Okay. Yeah. She's evil. You're not meant to like her, but guess what? Her skin color should have nothing to do with that. All right. And that, so again, uh, give us more third sister. Yeah. And you know what? And if you don't like the character, then you don't like the character. Yep. And that's fine. Then attack the character. Don't attack the actress yep. portraying the character. And you again, know, you ain't got to watch. Right. Exactly. Uh, and uh, just to, to a little bit more about what we want. So I don't know if, if this was you as well, but like I, I seriously thought for up until I still sort it's still in my head that I, th- I think she's going to turn. I think she's not really all the bad, bad guy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much in her backstory. Right. You're right. You're right. I don't think about it, especially again, hopefully her, she is a character makes it past this season. I have to believe her story or her, her, her character's development arc is going to be central to the show, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. At the end of the day, she either turns to the to the to the light side of the force, or she dies trying to turn. So and that's what absolutely. I think is going to happen. Uh, yes. Just just because there's no mention of her in Rebels, right? So right. I, I don't think she's going to get out of Obi Wan yeah. uh, alive. Uh, whether it's this season, because you and has already said that he's down to do a season two. Good. So, um, or you know, maybe this will be that, but and maybe she'll get her Darth Vader moment, you know. But absolutely, yeah. 
you know what? And for all the all the haters out there, her uh, her black uh, um, black series action figure is sold out. I'm I think of I, course I think it is. It. You know, so it's like you know what? Good. <laughs> yeah, just good. You know, oh man, but. Yep, go watch Obi Wan. Uh, yep. Make sure you give the uh, give love where it's due. And if you don't like something, you know. And for anyone that's thinking this, I was want to go and say, it. yes, you can like Mace Windu and still be a racist. Because I've seen that comment. Too. No, no, we like Mace Windu. <laughs> sure, okay, maybe you did, but it means you got to be one way to be accepted. So again, um, uh, more, more third sister. Keep it going. I'm now calling her third sister. Uh, <laughs> keep it going. All right, now, do you boo and and continue to wreck shop? Great character, great acting, absolutely. It, do you think that if Fifth Sister was the one that was Sarah Michelle Geller in Rebels, right? Yes, or was that seventh? Okay, because the, I think it was fifth. No, it was fifth because she was with um, gosh, I can't remember the title now, but the other Sith that she's got beef with currently that's his spouse, yeah. Cool. yeah, that's Han from uh, from Fast and Furious. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's Han. The actor? Okay. Yeah. Wait, then she is seventh, because he's fifth yeah, brother, seven, right? Yeah. Yep, so, so she's seventh sister. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, he's fifth brother. She, His wife is seventh sister. Yes. No, he's second, because he's ahead of her in the line is of... second? I'm just going to have to look it up now. Yep. yep so I'm, I'm, he, I'm if he's second it. brother, then that would make her... Third, so she'd third. be second in line. But all the... But everybody has beef with her character, so... Um, it'll be interesting to see what they what that beef is and how they're going to resolve that. Also, guys, um, if you know if you if you haven't watched Rebels or anything like this, the Grand Inquisitor is not dead. Spoiler alert: he's not <laughs> dead. So he he will be back at the most inopportune time, and he'll maybe he'll be the one to kill um, Third Sister because she stabbed him already. And or what do you think is going to happen when Vader Vader figures out that Obi Wan did not yes. kill? the Grand Inquisitor, because he would have been no match for him. At that right, time. right. And, and he knows. Yeah, but the only, so the other thing of it is this, for for and and I and again, I'm loving Obi-Wan, but I'm going to talk about the Son of Bits and Pieces, similar to uh, episode 8 in Star Wars, is, it seems for the, for the, for the Sith, who are supposed to be, you know, these all-knowing people as well, it seems really easy if you just walk up to him and stab him with your lightsaber. You know, it just seems like that's like all this, you know, stealth and stuff shooting from from the distance. They're good with that. We just walk up to him and pull out your saber and that's wham. They have no idea it's coming. So um, yeah. I just that seems to be like the ultimate kill shot. So, you know, so a Sith Lord's ultimate weakness is, you know, close combat, apparently. So, yeah, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day. And it posed out a question like, if the Jedi were so against balance, then why were there so many of them? Yeah. You know, um, and then there's another point, too, and I forget it now. I meant to write it down, but I didn't. And I'll have to go back and find it. But but anyway, we could talk about Star Wars all night. Let's go ahead and put a pin in it. Uh, definitely wanted to get to the, to the whole Reva thing. Um, it, it does hit pop culture. And mm-hmm. again, toxic fandom. You know what? Uh, if you want to talk to people that way, I don't care if you listen to this podcast. So absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, so. we we try to keep things upbeat, positive, and personally, I don't like negative people. Absolutely, absolutely. And as we had said before, remember Darth Vader. And again, I just remember as a kid when they pull off the helmet because that because that voice was I. I was not expecting it to be James Earl Jones. And yes, I knew what Luke and Leia looked like, but I had a little bit of a, of a little letdown. Like, really? Really? Is this kind of this puny guy going, my son, my son. Really? I'm like, where's the child support, Pops? I was living with Uncle Owen in a desert. Like, hook a brother up. So, yeah. All right. Oh, man. Absolutely. But absolutely. We are about leveling up our awesome, and you love your awesome being positive. Absolutely. All right, Brian, where can we get a hold of you? Okay, as always, find me on Facebook, Brian, Steven, Dennis. Uh, feel free to give me a friend request, like my content, give me a follow, what have you. I always like to engage with new people. I try and keep the face of a fun, light, and interesting. So come on board. 
Awesome. You can tweet at me at Fandemic3, message me on Facebook at the Fandemic. Uh, I'm also active on TikTok. I do uh, motivational things every day uh, during the week and uh, some reviews and things like that. I'm going to have my daughter do some stuff as well. Uh, so if you want to support the show, uh, go to Patreon at patreon.com slash PVOTN slash Fandemic. Buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash the pandemic, PayPal or Venmo at Bradley Butin, or just share the show with someone you want to make a little more awesome. Also, don't forget to leave a five-star review before you go. I think I only have a couple of, uh, I don't even think we have any um, written reviews yet for the Prevenge of the Nerds. So be my first. All right, Brian, how do we close shop? As always, remember, that Goonies never say die, and there's no retreat, no surrender. Thanks for catching up. You're welcome for leveling up your awesomeness. Remember, uh, we're all playing the same game of life, just on a different level. Live free or die empty. Have a great day. <laughs>